Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome, welcome to Rise to the Top, a college football betting podcast with your host and number one college football handicapper, Freddie Wills. Hey guys, back for another week of my college football betting podcast. Before we get into it, check out... At the end of a hard week, it's great to sit down, take some time off, and watch some football. Game-winning touchdowns on two-minute drives, running backs racing down the sidelines with no one to stop them. There's nothing else like the NFL, and there's no better way to make the games even more exciting than to bet on them. So do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag. No one gives you more ways to win than they do. MyBookie's got the fastest payouts and better lines than any other sportsbook. Don't forget, where your betting is just as important as your betting on, and mybookie.ag is the best in the business. It's where I play and where you should too. I wouldn't be telling you guys to bet with them if they weren't the best. Do the smart thing. If you're going to bet this football season, bet with my bookie. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. If all your picks come through, you'll multiply your winnings. And no matter how you bet, the NFL season is the best time of year. Join now. My bookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code WILLS, W-I-L-L-S, to activate the offer. That's promo code WILLS to activate your offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, guys, today I'm going to be breaking down week six, some misleading finals, some other key games that I think are worth mentioning, and we'll talk about some of the leans for week seven very early in the week here. And um, hopefully you guys checked out my second podcast last week which I thought was uh, pretty sharp with uh, a lot of my leans. And I gave you guys kind of where the money was at. At that point in the week, you know, there's enough bets to talk about it. And, you know, at that at point in the week, I you know, I've, I've pretty much gone through all the games that I'm going to bet on as well. So make sure you tune in again this week for that podcast. And for today, uh, you know, again, we're going to talk about the best pick, worst pick, bad beat of the week, and some of the – Bets I regretted not making. Um, there's always usually a few. And uh, last week, six and three against the spreading college football plus nine point six two percent. So another profitable week. That's four weeks in a row. And in the NFL, we were two and three. Uh, just lost point seven percent. So eight and five combined, over eight percent return on investment last week between college and pro. That's a fourth week in a row we've been profitable. 63% against the spread the last month, plus 45% return on investment. I'll keep the momentum going and offer the same package for the fourth week in a row. $99 gets you pro and college football, guaranteed profit or two weeks free. Fourth week in a row, we're offering this. We have a ton of listeners that are taking advantage of it, so appreciate it. And hopefully you guys have enjoyed some winners. And uh, let's do it again. Let's back it up and uh, win for the fifth week in a row. 
So my best pick this past week, you know, we had a, a few comfortable wins this past weekend, including Pitt, Florida, and Navy. But my play of the day had to be the best pick with Pitt plus five. Uh, you know, really they, they dominated this game. They went up twenty six to three. Unfortunately, I mean, th- this is just how betting is. It's it's not going to be comfortable. So you better get comfortable with being uncomfortable, uh, as I like to say. Uh, they muffed a punt inside the Duke five that turned the game completely around for Duke. Duke surged back, took the lead 30-26. to 26, And, I mean, if you follow me on Twitter at Freddie Wills, I was tweeting about this game. I, I just, You just had, as a better, you've been through it so many times. I just had that feeling that uh, we were going to lose the game. Duke goes for two uh, to go up six, which we'd, we'd be losing our bet at Pitt plus five. They don't get it, so they're up by four. I mean, the worst-case scenario is uh, – I forget how much time was left in the game. I think there was like three and a half minutes. And, you know, they go through four and out, and, and and the ball's in Duke's territory. So if Pitt doesn't get any first downs, well, they did. They they went right down the field and scored a touchdown to win the game, 33-30. to 30. But this was not a clean game for Pitt by any means. 14 penalties in the game. You know, we've done well with Pitt a few times this year, and you can view my records over at freddywills.com backslash records, and you can search – I'm the only handicapper out there that I know that lets you just export his records over 10 years worth of data with a single click of a button. I mean, there's a reason why a lot of handicappers out there hide this information. They don't want you to know it. That's for damn sure. And um, that was the fourth time we bet on Pitt this year going for actually the fifth time we teased them in week one with Florida state. um, And, you know, that was a loser in the teaser. But after that, we just bet them on the spread. We went 4-0, and bet them against Ohio, against Penn State, uh, against Central Florida, outright upset as dogs, against uh, and then against uh, Duke this past weekend, plus five, outright upset. I think I might be done with, with uh, Pitt at this point, though. So, I mean, that game was just very – and I think the market's starting to catch up on Pitt, uh, to be honest. So, uh, on the flip side with Duke – Again, I, I've always liked backing that team as an underdog. I'll continue to, to look at them. I really liked the way that team fought back in that game. I thought that was really impressive. And uh, this week is not one of those situations where I'm going to back them as an 18.5-point favorite against Georgia Tech. You know, I get Georgia Tech really can't be trusted as, as they really don't care about winning or losing. They're really trying to establish that new identity under Jeff Collins, a, a new culture down there at Georgia Tech, you know, going from like more of like a pro-style offense from – where they were for over a decade under Paul Johnson running the triple option. So that was my best pick, Pitt. Worst pick, uh, I mean, you could say UConn. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know if that was a football game. I don't even know if UConn's entered the FBS again. That, that was a bad pick, don't get me wrong, but uh, I'm going to be realistic with you. Army plus the points against Tulane, uh, mainly because it was a higher-rated play. Usually I'm pretty – when I'm confident about a play – uh, usually wins. Tulane did whatever they wanted on offense in this game. I thought I was way off in this handicap. Uh, the Green Wave, like, they they couldn't stop them. I, I was shocked to see this from Army. Usually they're a very uh, fundamental team. They fill the gaps. They can stop the run. But Tulane just seemed like on another level in this game. Army did force a fumble and cut the, the game to nine with under two to play. And they nearly got the onside kick. I thought we were going to get the backdoor cover. Uh, and, you know, maybe it would make up for some of the – you know, ones that went against us early in the season, but uh, didn't happen. I, actually, Army did 
force a three and out with Tulane, and then they got the ball back, but then they had to pass it. And I think they had to go 80 yards to score a touchdown to, you know, for us to cover this game. And it just didn't happen. Uh, you know, all week last week, I was looking for something to tease Army with because they were sitting at two and a half all week. It actually got down to two and one and a half before game time. I mean, it was a public dog. I, I you know, whenever you see public money on a dog, it's usually not a good thing. And again, it wasn't here either. Uh, it's fine. If I'm going to put my money on a public dog and, and be with the public, I'd, I'd rather it be with like an army team uh, who has a great coach and, and the players are going to play hard every game, no matter what. But overall, just a bad investment on my part. I really underrated Tulane's offensive ability and team speed. And obviously their prep against the option you know, I really underestimated that. You know, they've seen the option quite a bit over the last few years, and they really held this Army's offense in check. So, got to give them credit. Uh, am I going to be running to the to window to back Tulane now? No. Um, they're a 35-point favorite this week against UConn. <laughs> um, at home, I don't know what to do with that. I'm not getting involved. No, thank you. Bad beat of the week. I, I didn't really have one in college. I, I I almost had one, and we'll talk about that in a second. But I, I'd flip it to the NFL. Uh, this kept us from having another winning NFL week, uh, although we just barely lost because we hit on our uh, max play of the day again, uh, four and one on the season now. Uh, our teaser: we teased the Bengals plus three and a half, uh, which won late, and then we've teased that with the Titans plus three and a half. Titans lose to the Bills 14-7. to Titans kicker missed four field goals. If he had just gone two for four on field goals, we would have covered the spread, uh, and the teaser would have won, and we would have had like, a really good week uh, going 9-4 and four, uh, as opposed to 8-5. Uh, you know, I mentioned previously that I was, I was waiting for one of these games in terms of the opposite of a bad beat, one where you know, we, get the, we get the backdoor cover or we get the – well, it happened on Thursday – uh, Temple versus East Carolina. I'm sitting on East Carolina plus 11. Uh, the game is about over, and we're not covering, but then the lights go out at the stadium. And these are brand-new lights they just put in. Something sketchy going on there. I don't know. But uh, we have a 20-minute uh, delay with, like, three minutes left in the game. This changed everything. <clears throat> East Carolina was able to put touchdown in through the back door. Then they recover an onside kick. And I'm like, shit. Like, we, we didn't even want them to recover the onside kick. And at that point, well, like, we didn't care. Temple recovered. They kneel at East Carolina now. I'm like, oh, shit, are they going to throw a pick six? That's immediately where my mind goes, uh, which I have to get out of that mentality, I know. Not that my mind controls the game or anything. But, uh, uh, again, you need to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. And uh, I'm starting to get better at that. Uh, you know, so what happens? They're down 10, you know. Again, I, I feel like you can't lose unless they throw a pick, pick six. Uh, they throw the ball. The guy's forward progress is stopped, and I can't hear a whistle personally. He's going out of bounds. No, no time left on the clock. They're down 10. They can't win this game. And, and you know, he just says, fuck it, T- tosses it. <laughs> what happens? Temple, pick, Temple picks it up, runs it back through a touchdown. I You know, I thought I lost. I'm sitting there. I'm like, did that just happen? Keep, keep in mind, this was after last week when I bet Houston and Tulane broke like three tackles, ran in for a touchdown. They weren't even trying to score a touchdown. They're trying to just get tackled, kick a field goal, and win the game against Houston. And, and they broke like four tackles to get in for a touchdown. And I'm like, shit, is this going to happen again back to back Thursdays? Uh, but then uh, the ref said that they blew the whistle before the touchdown and it didn't count. And uh, that was our fortunate cover of the week. So hopefully we have more of those than bad beats of the week. 
the first week we had one of those, and the first week we didn't have a bad beat in college football. So let's keep that momentum going. Bets I regret not making. I mean, there were there were a ton, honestly. Oregon State money line. I was going to give that out as a dog of the week, uh, and I didn't. Honestly, I'm full, fully transparent. I just didn't get time to look at the game. I had it on my leans. My my stats looked good. My my algorithms liked them, and I just didn't get time to dig through the material that I wanted to to give it out as a play. And unfortunately, you know, six point dog winning outright. It would have been a nice payday for the dog of the week but uh we'll definitely make up for that later central michigan plus the points another one that i thought you know i i couldn't believe that they were getting points at home i i i was kind of shocked that they were underdogs at home against eastern michigan i get eastern michigan's played well but they play in a lot of close games and central michigan just ran over them so uh i kind of like what jim McElwain's doing up there at central michigan with not a ton of talent so so before we jump over to misleading finals, just wanted to remind you guys. Subscribe to Freddie's premium sports picks newsletter free at freddywills.com. Third year of this premium newsletter, 30% return on investment, 60% against the spread. One email once per week. Subscribe at freddywills.com. In the newsletter play this past weekend was Florida plus two and a half. They went outright. That was a crazy game. We'll talk about that later. Not in our misleading final section, but we will talk about that game on this podcast. So stay tuned for that. Again, another reminder, $99 guaranteed college and pro football, freddywills.com, guaranteed profit or two weeks for free. You can also pick up all my individual picks. I already have a pick out there for Texas, Oklahoma for uh, 15 bucks guaranteed or your money back. Uh, so individual picks, I do offer money back. However, I always recommend clients go with the long-term package, a weekly package, because then you get your picks released as soon as I release them. And then you don't have to deal with line changes and should I play this? The line was this, now it's that. Just invest in the long-term package. That's what I recommend. So uh, make sure you check that out at freddywills.com. Misleading finals. Central Florida versus UCF. UCF had four turnovers in this game, and I think three of them came deep in Cincy territory. One went for a pick six. Cincy was a great – Cincy was great in the red zone defense. It, it was part of my handicap. I actually gave out Cincinnati plus four uh, as a 3% play. And when I gave it out, uh, I, I also mentioned the fact that the quarterback situation at U- Central Florida was, was going to be the reason Cincy won and covered. And absolutely what was. Dylan Gabriel was not – what he had been in previous weeks. He really showed up as a true freshman here. Um, you know, I thought my handicap was spot on. Again, you can go on over to freddywills.com backslash records. There's a link to my analysis there. You can check it out. Uh, if if you're new to this podcast or thinking about subscribing, just so you can get a feel of uh, what I'm looking at when I handicap games, it's important to look at the analysis. So I thought I was spot on with that one. UCF had 29 first downs to since he's 18. So I will admit that, you know, obviously this is showing up from the misleading finals for a reason, but I I really did handicap that. I thought Dylan Gabriel was going to be the reason that since he would win and cover this game, Uh, you know, Cincinnati did outgain them from a yard per play perspective, 4.7 to 4.1. So obviously central Florida just had a ton more plays since he is a seven point road favorite here this week at Houston and are now in the top 25. Usually a team doesn't do so well once they get thrown in to the back end of the top 25. This season, 1-9 against the spread the first week a team is in the top 25. 
since he qualifies, coming off a major win. Uh, do they have a hangover? I don't know. I, I mean, Houston, I believe, is off a bye in a great situation, and they looked pretty damn good without their uh, st- starting quarterback who decided to uh, take a red shirt so he could play next year, Derek King. Uh, they went and beat North Texas the week before as a seven-point dog. Here they are, a seven-point dog again. But I think there's a big difference between Cincy and North Tax- Texas. So I'm not going to blindly just fade Cincy here. Uh, but I do lean Houston. And Central Florida is on a bye this week. Uh, so we'll see what happens to them coming out of the bye and what they do moving forward. For me, I, I'm probably going to continue to fade them at points this season. I just didn't – I wasn't buying into Central Florida this week. And I started uh, – this year, I, I started buying into them last year after fading them for I don't even know how long. Um, I believe I, I backed them twice down at the end of the season and went 2-0. and So uh, I backed them November 23rd and December 1st. And, again – you you can go to freddywills.com backslash records and type in search UCF and you can find all the times I backed UCF or UCF was was involved in one of my games. So uh, I thought that that that's another you know good thing good tool to look at. Moving on, Miami outgained Virginia Tech five sixty three to three thirty seven, but lost the game forty two to thirty five. You know, I'm not sh- sure how much of that was when they were, you know, coming back from a huge deficit in this game, but uh, they did switch to their quarterback uh, Perry from last year. He threw for four hundred twenty two yards, four touchdowns in this game. Miami had five turnovers in this game, and this is the first time since they, you know, un- unveiled the turnover chain that they didn't have a turnover in a game. You know, I think this is a rare situation where where they're playing at home against a ranked opponent on Friday and Virginia ranking rank number 20 and they're favorites. How could they be favorites after losing that game to Virginia Tech? Virginia Tech the previous week getting their asses whooped by Duke, who we just saw lose. So I, I feel like everyone's going to be on Virginia. They're two-point road dogs coming off a bye. They looked pretty good at Notre Dame. Uh, I, I could only lean Miami here. I think Miami's going to force some turnovers in this game. Uh, Virginia is going to be a public dog for Friday night. They already are. And I have to think the move to Perry at quarterback following a loss like this, this team should be ready Friday night under the lights. I mean, that's a home field advantage in that situation. And uh, look, they haven't played a good game all year long. They're definitely due. On the other hand, Virginia Tech will host Rhode Island, 25 and a half point favorites. Nothing for me there. West Virginia outgained Texas, had minus three turnovers in the game. Uh, while Texas, a beat-up team, they also had 10 penalties, which I don't think was a good look for them. If anything, I think this is giving us value with Texas this week against Oklahoma. They perennially struggle with their opponent the week before Oklahoma, going 1-7 against the spread the last eight years. This year, they they covered some of the lines. I, I know there was a 10-point spread out there, 10.5. There was 11 before game time, so... Uh, you know, look, previous years they struggled more the week before Oklahoma, and then they played Oklahoma great. I mean, <clears throat> they went 0-3 against the spread the last three years and 1-2 and straight up, uh, but played right with Oklahoma with, you know, an outright win last year and then two five-point losses. And this spread is is kind of large in double digits. So I feel, I feel like a lot of Sharps are now low on Texas or have been all year. I've heard it so many times. Texas has – Nine returning starters. That's all the starting. And I probably said it too, I'll be honest. But um, I'm not buying it. I think the, the guys that replaced the guys they lost as starters are better. 
Uh, and, you know, Texas is a team <clears throat> that uh, I think, look, I think that I think, and I'm, I'm not biased, I'm not a Texas fan or anything like that, but I think from what I've seen, if there's a quarterback I want leading my team, Sam Ellinger, number one, in my opinion, I think he's the most underrated college football player right now. I think he's the best player in the nation, personally, in terms of, I mean, and that's not saying he's going to be a great pro prospect, but I think he is the best college football player. I'm so glad he's got another year. Uh, so definitely looking forward to this game again this year. Ball State beat North, Northern Illinois. But Northern Illinois had three key turnovers in this game. They also committed 12 penalties. They were 0 for 1 on fourth down in a game that they led 17 to 3 at the half, and they lose it 27 to 20. Northern Illinois outgained Ball State by 113 yards, holding Ball State to 269. But now Ball State, a road favorite at Eastern Michigan, setting up a classic, classic, classic. Sell high on Ball State, buy low on Eastern Michigan. I can't believe that they're a short favorite on the road at Eastern Michigan uh, because, honestly, I think these two teams on neutral site, it's a pick game. And uh, now we're, you're telling me that this line is moving four and a half points all because of what? Ball State beat Northern Illinois, and Eastern Michigan, as a six-point favorite, got trucked by Central Michigan, a very underrated team. Um, I'm going to have to look deeper on that team on that matchup this week, but I, I'm comfortable saying that I lean heavily on Eastern Michigan. Marshall lost 24 to 13 on the road as a four point favorite to middle Tennessee, but they were minus four turnover margin and also two for six on fourth down. So they handed the ball over to middle Tennessee eight times. I think that there's still value on Marshall on this Marshall team they outgained Middle Tennessee 578 to 401. They had six more first downs in them, than them in this game. They were plus 1.1 yards per play differential. Marshall, Marshall, unfortunately, this week is playing a bad opponent in Old Dominion, and they're a 15-point home favorite. Um, it, it, it might not be the week to back Marshall, but a lot of people might be thinking that, and I may just have to back them, especially if it gets under 14, leaning Marshall this week. Last misleading final, Louisiana Monroe. They actually had five more first downs and 40 more yards than Memphis on the road, but didn't cover the spread, losing by 19. They went just three for six on fourth down. They had 11 penalties for 114 yards in this game. I think Monroe is under the radar a bit still. And, you know, I had them as a lean this past week, didn't didn't play them against Memphis. And Louisiana Monroe has had a very tough schedule. I mean, you look at it, uh, they played Florida State. They played Mississippi State. They played Memphis, arguably uh, one of the better teams in the group of five. Uh, I think they played another really tough game. I'm pulling up their schedule right here. Iowa State. So really the only layup game they had, Grambling. They didn't play Mississippi State. I'm sorry. There must have been the other Louisiana team. But um, Florida State, Iowa State, South Alabama, Memphis. So um, interesting game at Texas State. This week, uh, they're a dog, I believe, or a short favorite. On Friday, they're a three-point favorite. Uh, um, I don't know if there's really value there for me. But on the other hand, Memphis has jumped to a six-point favorite at Temple. I don't know how I feel about that as Temple. Had extra time to prepare. They're usually pretty dominant as a dog. I think unless Temple has some injury news that I'm not aware of, um, definitely leaning on Temple there. I mean, Memphis hasn't – they really haven't 
done anything to impress me at this point. Uh, not Temple, I'm sorry, Memphis hasn't done anything to impress me at this point. And Temple at home is a different team than Temple on the road so far this season. And, uh, you know, I, I just don't see Memphis going in there and winning by a touchdown when Temple still has a really good defense. So, again, I, I got to look. I don't see any injury news that that they're uh, get leading lead me to believe that uh, they should be, you know, a six-point dog. But uh, we'll definitely check it out when we get closer. So I wanted to remind you guys, uh, because we're just, you know, hockey starting, NBA starting. We're four weeks away from college basketball. Baseball playoffs are going. Uh, so one of the key differentiators for me, I stopped handicapping some other the other sports. Really just didn't have the time to really focus. I, I had some really good years handicapping NBA college basketball, MLB. I've had award-winning seasons on the sports capping network going up against 90 plus handicappers. So I've been at the highs in each of those sports, but I decided that, you know, my passion resided in football. I wanted to really give everything into college football and pro football. So uh, when you're thinking about investing in a handicapper, whether it be now or in the future, I think that, uh, you know, you want to focus on someone that specializes in something and and right now is a perfect time you know you have a lot of other handicappers out there they're going to be focusing on NBA college basketball hockey baseball playoffs NFL I mean that's six sports to handicap uh that makes it very challenging so you know I just I'd lean on some of the other if I'm going to bet those games uh, you know I'm, I have no problem investing or talking to some of the other professionals I, I know out there that are very good at those sports uh, for me, I just like to focus on the college and pro football. So other games worth mentioning, Iowa versus Michigan. Honestly, this game almost made my misleading column. Iowa had more first downs, but not more yards. They were minus five yards in this game. It was clear to me, at least, that they, they were the better team. They just had a terrible day protecting their quarterback, giving up eight sacks and forcing the ball down downfield into four turnovers. And they were one for three on fourth down. So literally handed the ball Michigan to Michigan at the end of drive six times. They also had eight penalties, which is not a typical thing for Iowa. With all that said, that they, they only lost the game 10 to three. I, I thought it was actually impressive. Michigan had their best game. Iowa had their worst game. Iowa, a four-and-a-half-point dog. The line has moved from two-and-a-half against mighty Penn State, who I simply just don't trust at this point. Why? I, I got, I go back to the pick game and then the Buffalo game where they were trailing at the half, getting outgained by 100 yards for Penn State. Strong lean on Iowa this week. Michigan is at Illinois this week, 21-and-a-half-point favorite. I, I don't really care about that game. I will say this. Michigan, not a good football team, but they love to run the ball. Uh, love to run it up against poor teams for which is, Illinois is, I, you know, I will look to fade Michigan big moving forward and they actually play at Penn state the following week. So if that spread is anything less than a touchdown, I'm probably going to be jumping on Penn state. I can only hope Iowa upsets Penn state this week and Michigan wins big, giving us a little bit more value. I mean, if we get something under a touchdown, I, I mean, I'm playing that right away, especially if what I just mentioned happens, Texas, Texas tech, Beats Oklahoma State, and they should have covered regardless as as a double-digit home dog, but it took Oklahoma's five turnovers 
and seven sacks. Oklahoma State did not play well defensively either, giving up 586 yards, 7.3 yards per play. So this is did not make my misleading finals. But uh, Texas Tech has a big game at a hot Baylor team and are 10-point dogs again. Interesting matchup with these two coaches who both changing the philosophy philosophy at their program with Matt Wells at Texas Tech, Matt Rule at Baylor. Matt Rule's just been doing it for longer. Baylor is just three years ahead of Oklahoma State uh, or uh, ahead of Texas Tech. Uh, so uh, I, I, I probably won't bet that, but Oklahoma State, a team I like, and they can still make some noise. They they are on a much-needed buy this week. BC and Louisville, you know, I had a lean on Louisville and decided not to play. This game was pretty even as both offenses looked great. BC had 7.2 yards per play compared to Louisville's 8.5. And Louisville put up 664 yards, were plus 101 yards in this game. BC may have lost their quarterback, Anthony Brown, for the season, which is a big loss. Uh, but they do focus more on the running game, and A.J. Dillon's still there. So that may give us some line value moving forward. But um, I think Louisville still going to have some betting value on them. And I believe they're, yeah, they're a six and a half point dog at Wake Forest, who is a team that just crept into the top 25. And we faded them against Boston College the week before. Wake Forest off a bye, but they're getting 65% of the action right now. Going to definitely be keeping my eye on that because if I can get Louisville plus seven, plus seven and a half, I'll be really feeling good about that. Central Michigan, we mentioned earlier on the podcast, definitely one of my bet regrets is they completely dominated Eastern Michigan 42-16, to outgained them by 302 yards. Eastern Michigan now a home dog against Ball State, who beat uh, Northern Illinois on the road last week in misleading fashion. So uh, I, I think that, that that's kind of crazy that uh, that spread against Ball State. And then Central Michigan, 10.5 point home favorite which has been bet down from 12 and a half. I definitely think that there's the value is gone, gone away on the Chippewas. I'm not getting involved there. Uh, two more games to mention. I, I told you guys, I would mention Auburn, Florida. It, it's worth mentioning that this was an ugly, ugly game, eight total turnovers. Both teams were, were over for on fourth down. Florida now goes on the road to face LSU as a 13 and a half point dog. I think it's down to 13 now and early money is about split, so definitely indicates, and I'm looking at Pinochle, which is a sharp book, and it's low. the spread there is lower than anywhere else, but it looks like it's probably going to go back up to 13. I, You know, I think that that's too many points for a coach like Dan Mullen. I, I think his team will learn from their awful performance, and even though we won and covered the spread we gave out to clients, I thought Florida should have won the game by more. And as a reminder, I did give Florida out in my premium news pick uh, newsletter. So it's uh, just a reminder on that. Subscribe to Freddie's premium sports picks newsletter. Free at FreddieWills.com. Three and two and one this season on those. Over 60% for my career. So check that out. Last game, Washington at Stanford. Someone please explain this game to me. Stanford plus nine first downs. They were four. They had a 482 to 294 in yard edge, plus one turnovers. I, I still don't get it. Washington was four and one against the spread. You know, I backed off them this week, and I was happy I did. 
uh, but really thought Washington was going to start to take control of this conference and dominate. It's like no one wants to take control of this Pac-12. I mean, Oregon didn't look great this week either against Cal. They were supposed to – I heard every freaking handicapper, every professional out there saying Oregon was going to kick Cal's ass this past week as 18-point favorites. They lost, They won by 10, and that was a three-point game late. Um, I just don't get this conference. Uh, Washington, very disappointing. I, I mean, I, th- I think maybe we'll get value with them off that game because Stanford was struggling against all kinds of teams. Washington, a six-and-a-half-point favorite at Arizona, who's coming off a big win at Colorado. So, again, another buy-low, sell-high situation. So, we may want to tease Washington because I think uh, I think off a loss, they're going to they're gonna do well. And I'd like to look back at Chris Peterson's history off a loss because if you tease them, they're just, they just have to win. And um, I, I think we're already getting like three, four points of line value. Had Washington beat Stanford – uh, this this spread might have been you know nine and a half, ten and a half, eleven. I mean, that's just my opinion on it. So I think we're getting like ten points of line value if we tease it. So uh, that may be a teaser candidate, but I wonder if Washington's dreams have been crushed now with two losses. Uh, I'll have to dig into it more and see where the players are at. I, I feel like Stanford will get too much credit for that win, but they are on a bye this week, so we can't really take advantage of it. And they may get a lot healthier after the bye. I know they've been really banged up, so we'll have to take take all of that with a grain of salt. Uh, so that wraps up today's podcast. Thanks for listening, guys. Again, make sure you uh, leave me some reviews if you enjoy what you hear. I know a lot of you guys do, and you comment on Twitter. But please, 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 on iTunes or whatever podcast you guys download me on, please, please, please leave some nice reviews there. That definitely helps grow this podcast. So thanks again for listening, and good luck this coming week. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Freddie Wills College Football Betting Podcast. If you are still listening to this podcast, you are really into college football betting. And if you are really into college football betting, you should consider following my premium plays, especially my play of the days, which have hit roughly 60% against the spread over my 10-year career. If you aren't into paying for picks, that's totally fine. There are many reasons why I wouldn't even want you to, especially if you don't have the bankroll. In that case, you may want to consider visiting sportsbetcapping.com for free picks from over 70 handicapping experts. That's sportsbetcapping.com for access to free picks on all major sports. Thanks again for listening to this podcast. And as a reminder, please leave five-star reviews on iTunes and take advantage of my premium pick newsletter absolutely free at freddywills.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.